Diddy. 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 All right. Wow. All right. Well, hold on. Let me grab my phone. Because <laughs> I have some topics. Welcome back to another episode, episode of Besties in the Break Room. I'm your host, Nicholas. One of your hosts. And I'm uh, your other host, Christian. <laughs> And today we have a bunch of topics we want to talk about, and I'm kind of actually excited for today's podcast because I've written some stuff down. I don't know if you have, but um, before, probably not, uh, by that look on your face. Um, <laughs> how was your week before we get into all of that? Um, um, my week, I mean, like usual, I, I mean, girl, I, I worked. <sighs> Um, I've been trying to go to the gym more consistently recently. I think I'm going to like buy myself a planner and actually like, uh, especially like once I finally like quit smoking, which is going to happen this month because I want to be able to pass a drug test so I can like start <laughs> applying for like flight attendant positions. Yeah. I'm going to like make a schedule for myself and start getting, I mean, I, I actually did this week. Like I was actually like n- naturally waking up like for, I mean, with the exception of today, cause I did sleep in today. Um, but this is like the first time in like a week I've been able to sleep in. Um, well, I could have slept in the last two days because uh, I closed at work, but I still woke up at like seven in the morning. Yeah. So like I've been like waking up earlier. Well, that's good. I think planners are fun. I think they're. Um, I know. I just need to keep up with it. That's the main thing. You just have to keep up with it. But yeah. What about you? How was your week? My week was pretty chill. Um, work was all right. Work was fun. Um, and then I've just kind of been literally chilling, (laughs) literally not pretty much doing anything. Um, I finished my book and I'm about to start another one. I put a poll up on Twitter on my stand Twitter about like which book I should read next because I have like book mutuals on there and everyone was like, read this one. And I was like, okay, but I just haven't started it yet. But um, I'm I'm planning on doing that. What is it? Um, it's called the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's by Taylor Jenkins Reid, and it's about this uh, reporter who has to go interview this, um, like, star, this, like, world superstar, kind of like a Marilyn Monroe-esque kind of thing, and she has to interview her, and she basically goes through her life of her seven husbands, and everyone says that it's, like, an amazing book. Everyone, it sold over three million copies within I've heard about that year. book. Like, people are obsessed with it. People love it. So I definitely want to take a crack at it because the cover is like, def- it's like old Holly- Hollywood vibes. And I just, I'm I'm excited to get into it. Let me know what you think about it. I definitely will. Um, but yeah, that's, that's in it for your week. Yeah, honestly, besides like work. Yeah. Stressing me out. Yeah. That's it. We're so, we've just been having like some chill time. Uh, did we watch anything recently or no? No. Did we talk about us watching Little Fires Everywhere? We did. We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was our Yellowstone. That was our Yellowstone era, yeah. No, we haven't watched anything recently. Yeah. I I really think we should start Sharp, sharp Objects. We should. Well, you should. We will. Because I know you're going to, because once you get invested, you're going to be like, oh, I'm sad. Because it's really good. Yeah, let's start that tonight. Okay. But yeah, um, just like some topics things. Nothing really like... I think I have like three things that are kind of 
current um, that I wanted to talk about. But one thing is we talked about this the other day. You know how you go into like it's really late at night and you just stumble on like a YouTube rabbit hole of just like certain things and topics and stuff. So the other night uh, I had to be at work at 10 a.m. And this was the night that I didn't go to bed till 4 a.m. Because I was up um, and I was just watching videos about North Korea. I mean, and there's nights like those. But I mean, it's what's really insane is like, I understand North Korea is North Korea, but I just can't believe that the people who live there don't know about like otherworldly things, which is insane to me. Yeah, it's actually I've I've been down that rabbit that North Korea rabbit hole before too. Like I've watched videos about like people who have survived like escaping North Korea. Yeah. And like a lot of people what they try to do is like they'll try to take like boats from North Korea and like try to make their way into South Korea or they'll try to make their way to Japan and then eventually immigrate to South Korea or they'll try to like go through the landway which is through China and try to like secure a way to South Korea but it's actually really hard if you're trying to escape into China from North Korea because like China is like allies with North Korea so like if China finds out you're from North Korea and like you just came there illegally like they're gonna send you back and when you get sent back to North Korea they kill you yeah which is insane and the fact that they still have public executions in North Korea um Mm. it's really wild especially like when like we've talked about this like watching hunger games and things like that these sort of like dystopian like societies sometimes i'm like i feel like north korea is one of those dystopian societies absolutely especially with do you remember that guy this was like viral on the news like in 2020 i think it probably was like way before that you know my concept of time but it was this guy who went there he took uh, a poster yes and he took a painting that was in like 2015 (laughs) me yeah it was 2020 fully 2015 but he took this poster in this hotel and as he went to go fly back to like leave north korea he got stopped and they put him in jail and then they made him they turned they sent him to like a hard labor camp the day before he was supposed to arrive and like his sentence was about to end he fell into a coma and then he was shipped back to the u.s and he died on the u.s soil I know that's that's really crazy. I actually I think around that time that's when I went down that rabbit hole and I've watched videos like people like traveling like into North Korea and like they have shops there and like it looks like there's like people in there in their shops and there's groceries and the groceries are like fake. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff there that's just like it's not real like it's just for show. I've also seen people who um like I followed this guy not followed but I went when I was doing this rabbit hole I saw this guy on TikTok and he was like um he was like I have been in North Korea because you can go there but you just have to partner with a touring agency and you need to follow all the rules all the rules all of them and when they when you go there with the tour agency they just kind of tell you like do not do this like do this do not do this and like one of the main things that he said was he was like it was safe because I followed the rules and then one of the comments was like, did you ever felt like you're being watched? And he responded and he was like, the entire time. He's like, if you are from America, especially. They monitor like, everything. They look at you and they watch you. And they like checked his phone before he got into North Korea. And after he, and like before he left, they like went through his phone, went through all his belongings, made sure like there was so much stuff where I was like, whoa, like. 
What I would heck? never visit North Korea, even if I was given the opportunity. No, I wouldn't. I'm not taking that risk. No. Especially with things like when the way that their punishment system is set up, especially with like um, in terms of like their guards and stuff. I didn't know this, but their guards. So like if they catch you doing something, even if it's like a petty crime, like something as simple as like, oh, I forgot to pay for this candy on a street market, like just something like that. If an officer sees you do it and they find out that you didn't do anything, you and your generations of family to come and have that have preceded you, um, they kill them. You know, uh, Donald Trump was the first U.S. president to actually like cross over, like on the on the border between South Korea and North Korea. He was the first uh, U.S. president to ever cross over into North Korea. Yeah, and meet with Which the president is insane. Which, uh, I mean, like, that's actually one of the few things that, like, I actually agreed with Trump with. I would rather, like, there be, like, open dialogue and diplomacy and, like, peace talks. Like, even if we don't agree with them, obviously we don't agree with dictatorships like North Korea or, like, Iran. But you would rather have peace than the constant threat of nuclear war. Yeah. Especially because, I like, I know for certain... um that they don't really want to fuck with the u.s no the main reason that they have nuclear weapons is to like deter the u.s from staging a coup or invading them that's why that's why a lot of countries like iran and stuff why there's like why there was like such a race to build nuclear weapons it's just to keep the u.s from basically threatening them or intimidating them yeah which i mean not that we wouldn't blow them off the face of the planet but it's just like (laughs) we wouldn't do the first launch but even if they did the first launch like i think it would take a lot of steps before we decided to wipe out an entire continent yeah and that would never happen though i don't think that that will ever happen no because i know if north korea invades china's gonna invade and then we like it's a whole thing and then it's world war three yeah um which that is a major thing too that's another reason why the u.s would never like try any like actually seriously try anything with north korea because of china yeah i mean it's really that's it's just crazy and i was just i just like kept watching videos and i was like holy shit like north korea is like insane i was like this is like a real thing like it is it's really crazy and like we're not really taught it in schools like in school you're just taught there's north korea and south korea and we don't go to north korea and i was like okay and that's there's like two spots in the entire world that the u.s doesn't go to one's north korea and the other one's this little tiny island do you know what i'm talking about uh-uh. it's like an island full of cannibals or something and it's like it's home to a tribe i don't remember where it is but i know that like i think you know what helicopters have tried to like communicate with them and like just have like you said like an open dialogue with them and they just kill anybody who tries to come near it um So anyways, <laughs> but that was just my sort of Yeah, and if you look hole. on like a Google, on a Google map on like nighttime and you see like yeah. North Korea, like you'll see like South Korea is like completely lit up and like North Korea, it's really dark. Because they don't have. They don't um, have power. They don't. And at least most of the people there don't have power. Like there's like a little dot for like Pyongyang, which is the capital there, but everywhere else is completely dark. Have you seen that video? that joe rogan interviewed that um woman who escaped north korea i haven't seen his interview but i i think i know who you're talking about because i watched her ted talk one time yes 
um you know she's actually a huge conservative but anyways um she is because she was like we have freedom in america she's like all these people boasting but and then conservatives started using her as like this sort of like anti like it's socialist like it's kind of like the cuba cuban conservatives yes yeah i mean that's basically what it a a lot of cubans are like really conservative because of uh fidel castro yeah yeah um when did he die recently like in the last couple years yeah he was really old when he died um because you know i didn't know that uh, cuba was like that either until i was watching george lopez and he made a joke to his cuban um father-in-law and he was like he was like fidel castro died you know and then the guy was like yeah and he was like i'm just kidding you know what's something that's really interesting about fidel castro in how he kind of like played chess with the u.s one time i think i don't know if it was like ronald reagan i don't know which u.s president it was it might have been ronald reagan or somebody but i think it was one of our presidents they basically made it so so like to basically like go against communism and stuff the u.s basically opened its borders to like cuban immigrants so like if they came in here like they would have automatic asylum in america and so what fidel castro did he emptied all the prisons in cuba and sent all the prisoners to america so he sent actual criminals (laughs) to to america to seek asylum in america yeah that's uh that's checkers that's not chess (laughs) No, this is chess, not checkers. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty, I mean, that's kind of a boss move. That kind of is. He but was, at the same he was time, playing chess. I mean, we don't, we, like, I obviously don't support everything that Fidel Castro did, obviously. Yeah. Because he is an authoritarian, but, um, that is really funny. That is pretty funny. Um, next topic something that's also really funny so recently across the tiktok realm the instagram realm basically the realm of all social media right now um so an old tv appearance from none other than Haley bieber uh showed up and somebody posted it on tiktok and in this she's with a co-host and the co-host makes a joke about taylor swift and she, Haley Bieber points to her mouth and makes like a throw up motion. Well, let me say what the joke was. Oh, okay. You know the joke. The joke was, well, he said, uh, he said something about it ha- having more celebrity disses in it than the new Taylor Swift record. And then she stuck her tongue. She stuck out. her tongue out, made a throw up noise and like, not a noise, but like, she was like, Ugh. and like that. But that video is a little old. That was like in 2018. I'm pretty sure. It was. And so, but someone recorded that and posted it. So Selena saw it. And I honestly think that Selena thought that that was recent. You know, she's a little older. Um, (laughs) And so I think she thought that that was recent. So she commented under it and she said, do you know what she said specifically? Because I I think she said, I think she said, uh, you can talk about me all you want. Uh, Or I think she said, but my best friend is still one of the best in the game or something like that. I mean. Spilled. Spilled. Um, but ever since then. So ever since that moment happened, she deleted. Selena Gomez deleted her TikTok and like she not deleted it, but she took like a big social media break or whatever. 
And ever since then, the internet has been an uproar about um, all of this. And since that, a lot of um, kind of drama has come out from it and a lot of old uh, photos and videos and comments and favorites and likes and retweets and subtweets have all been coming out from Hailey Bieber's side especially with uh Kylie Jenner as well um their relationship like Hailey and Justin's relationship especially in the beginning just seemed like so forced it didn't even seem like he loved forced. and what I first of all I think you can agree with me on this. Our two cents is most definitely um, it's team Selena like down team Selena down down because Haley Bieber has had this weird obsession with Selena Gomez. I mean, a lot of people like it's kind of weird and it's kind of like stalker behavior because especially with uh, like the amount of things that have come up. And one that really got me was Selena Gomez has a G tattooed behind her ear for her grandmother. And then Haley Bieber, after Selena got that tattoo, got a G behind her ear, kind of in the same font. She's like a weird stalker. She is. Not only that, but anything that Selena does, I feel like Haley Bieber always does like a cheaper copy of it. Like things like um, Selena, like just, and it's not even like major things. It is just very subtle things. And one of them is like, uh, Selena did something for World Mental Health Day, and like a month later, Haley did something, and she was like verbatim or copied Selena's script. In 2017, uh, Billboard posted like a list of like the 20 best songs of 2017, and they put "Bad Liar" as number one, and they had "Bodak Yellow" as number two, and then she like tweeted something that "Bodak Yellow" was like the number one song of 2017. Yeah, which first of all, honey, girl, please, Selena took the crown. Exactly. And Cardi, that was Paola. You're paying people to say that your music's good. Anyways. Um, it's just been, it's been kind of weird and crazy and funny. Because I think, personally, Selena's better than me. Because I would have been on the petty train a long time ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like a long time ago, long I would have been. Ago. I be, I would have been on the petty train during uh, during the the rare. I think I I remember when uh, I'm pretty sure Haley posted something. I can't remember it, but she posted something shady after Selena released "Lose You to Love Me." Yeah, which by the way, I think all something like most of the songs off Rare are about the weekend. I think most of them are about Justin. You think so? Yes. I know for a fact souvenirs about the weekend. Oh yeah. Because I a think lot of some of them Selena are. Stands have like, like they come out and they're like this, 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 and I'm like, even if they are about Justin, who cares? I think Lucy to love me is definitely about Justin. Oh yeah. Because about you just you know. promised the and, world and I feel full. In two months you replaced us. Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> That's about Justin. That's about Justina. Because, I mean, he did get with Haley literally two months after yep. they had broken up in 2018. Yep. I think as well. I mean, remember when... Did you see that Haley apparently was, like, so distraught because, like, Justin was really worried about Selena in 2018 when she was in rehab? And yeah. uh, she she was... She actually drove by Selena's house, like, a couple times in 2018 to, like, make sure she was still in rehab. So, like, Justin wouldn't go see her. 
stalker. She's weird. That's weird. She's Did you weird. also see? Okay. Here's what I specifically There's remember. just so much weird stuff. Like, if I was Selena, I would never be cool with that girl. She's weird. She's weird. I remember whenever... Do you remember when she went on the Call Her Daddy podcast, Hailey Bieber did? Do you remember that at all? Yeah. And she was basically trying to, like, pin all the hate that she was getting on, like, Selena and her fans. Pretty much. I mean, like, and she just kind of, like, kept going on and on and on and, like... Just kind of like she kind of like talked in circles around herself, I feel like, during that interview. But I remember when that drama sort of like started, I feel like that was quickly like extinguished from like the week or two after that when Selena and Haley took that photo. Do you remember that? Yeah. I think that was like really and then like everybody was cool you know like everybody was like chill nobody got upset like everybody was like fine and like everything was all cool and dandy and then cut to this where like Selena defended Taylor of course and like I feel like there was a lot of sort of animosity within that comment as well because I feel like she's like talk about me all you want which in layman's terms kind of means like You've talked about me before. Yes. Like, keep on going. Yes. And you know she, what I know, mean? she knows. Like, I don't think, like, Haley will ever stop, like, being shady towards Selena. And I think no. her association with the Jenners and the Kardashians, too, like, they'll never like her, especially because, like, Selena's so co- close with Taylor, too. And, like, the Kardashians and Jenners, like, other than Kanye West and stuff, like, that's, like, number one op for Taylor. Absolutely. Did you see that, um, did you see that Jordan Wood shaded Kylie? And she posted, yeah, she, uh, yeah, she posted, uh, like the the rare lip liner. She was like, yep. I love this lip liner. And she, when she turns it, you can, she holds it for a full like two seconds to where you can see it says rare beauty, and then she turns it again. Yeah, <laughs> to be like, this I is mean, the shade. Selena, like out of like all the celebrities that have a beauty brand out, like she has the best one. Like yeah. everyone says, like the best things about it. I remember when she first launched it in 2020, and I was like, uh, another celebrity launching like a beauty brand. Like even though I love Selena, I was like, girl, I was like, I really hope she's like actually like I was like, if she's gonna launch this, I was like, I really hope she's actually serious about this and isn't like. It's not just like a way to make money for her and the products will actually be good. And like the products, I don't do my makeup or anything, but everyone says that Rare Beauty has like the best makeup products. Yes, it's like astonishing. Like a lot of people are comparing like the formula to like uh, something that's on par, if not better with Jeffree Star's makeup. Because Jeffree Star does have really good makeup and like all that stuff. But a lot of Selena's products are amazing. And also, I did not know this. And ethical and ethical um but i did not know this but did you know that the reason that she shaped the bottles the way they are is for people with disabilities why how because it's a circle on top and i saw some girl on tiktok do like this um sort of like review about it and she was like i will forever love selena because of this and it was she has horrible arthritis and you know how like they can things can be really tight whenever you like for like uh-huh. a lip liner or something or like a blush and it's like a really tight like sort of cylinder thing and you have to squeeze your hand and twist it. But with the ball at the top, all she has to do is take her two thumbs and fingers and not apply a lot of pressure and she can open it and do her makeup. Oh, I love that. So it's like a bunch of stuff like that where like people are like rare beauty is actually amazing. And for Hailey Bieber, Selena's claim to fame is she has so many i mean what are multiple multiple movie roles 
critically acclaimed TV shows, a cooking show, even her multiple uh, successful studio albums. I kind of want to watch her show on Hulu because I've heard a lot of good things about it. The only murders in this building, or something. Yeah, or I've something. heard. I've I butchered heard a, that. I've but. heard a lot of good things about that show. I've heard too. I also want to watch her cooking show. I think it won fun. an. Didn't it win an Emmy? It did in its first season. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she won an Emmy. Like she she's that girl she is like that's ba- that's like the actor's equivalent of like winning like a uh, like for tv shows like that's like the equivalent of like an oscar or a grammy yeah and like i've heard that it's a little corny the script and stuff but i've heard it's like people love that show and there are they're filming season three right now no it's one of the biggest shows on hulu i'm just excited for it i'm i think it's um i really do want to watch that though we should we should after we watch um sharp objects yeah let's do it um i was about to say little shapes <laughs> <laughs> little shapes okay <laughs> heard um <laughs> oh my gosh okay um but yeah i think i mean i think it's great i think um selena's just absolutely talented and amazing huh the queen no no um she is the queen and i think i i just think it's stupid and i think as well the timing of her call her daddy podcast even that when she was when Haley Bieber was trying to come out and set the record straight even that i mean not to mention that podcast was like viral it's the one of the number one most listened to podcasts is call her daddy she just always seems so condescending but it came out about selena the same time the documentary did it did it's it's just it's too it's, ma- it's, it's too weird. many it's too many coincidences for for me like anytime selena does anything like Haley's there like doing something and like it's like after it happening so many times like you can't say it's just a coincidence exactly and not only that but it's like Haley is a repeat offender for copying selena yes so at this point it's just kind of like get over it get a grip and move on either be happy with your husband and stop thinking about his ex or to call Selena up on the phone and talk about literally everything. I don't think that'll ever happen. Though. I don't think it'll ever happen either. I mean, Taylor's not calling the Kardashians. Girl, no. I just think even if Selena and Haley were cool, they're not hanging out. They're not posting no. pics together. They're not doing anything. But also, there's no reason for them to be cool. And Haley's a snake, too. Yes. She's weird. It's just shady. Gosh. Anyways, on a more lighter topic, um, recently as well, uh, Charlie XCX has come out saying that she signed another recording contract for two album deal. That's so exciting. Um, And yeah, and I'm really excited for that. Um, And something that I wanted to tell you about. She got paid good too. Oh, yeah. You know, because they asked if she signed, I think, like Rena's label, which is like more of an indie label. Mm -hmm. And she was like, they can't afford me. (laughs) <laughs> which did is you true yeah i mean yeah so she got paid good and it's she only did. a two it's only a two album one two a two album contract so it's not like if she decided she wasn't fucking with it like she wouldn't have to do it for very long she'd probably just release another like i mean she'd probably just release if she like made one album well and she i'm was, sure like, i'm sure in her new contract too like they have it she has it in there like to where she has like a little bit more of a budget too like so yes because charlie with a budget could do so much and like i want payola can we get radio play no i want payola why this wasn't era. why wasn't yuck sent to radio because of her label 
He like, left her label after that contract. Like, Yuck, Yuck would have been such a good song to send to radio. And you know she was going to do a, a music video with Julia Fox? That was the treatment that she wrote for Yuck. It was supposed to be the, uh, what do you call it? The promotional single once the album comes out? It was going to be the last and final single. And there was going to be a music video for it. And it was the, she wrote the treatment for it. And it was supposed to be with Julia Fox. But Aww. it never got released because the labels never said yes. Fuck the labels. But we don't know which label she signed to. And I learned this that I was going to talk to you about. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize this. But I found out that it is true because Charlie XCX updates. They liked it. So I was like, okay, this is some real tea. So apparently when Charlie went on tour for um when Charlie went on tour for uh the rep tour the reason she wasn't singing her hits from like the reason she wasn't singing stuff from like pop two and things from like number one angel and like songs that she actually wanted to sing the reason she only stuck with her hits is because her label told her she had to and they made her sing those songs things like boys i love it five in the morning these songs that were kind of getting a little bit more of like a, a buzz a buzz those are the only songs she was allowed to sing. Yeah, because she only did like really sing like her most like mainstream songs. Yeah. Didn't at Reptor didn't she do Boys Five in the Morning? Did she do Room Room or no? I don't think she did. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. Boys Five in the Morning. I love it. Unlock it. Boom clap. Boom clap. That was it, right? Five songs. Yeah, it was like five or six. Was it nineteen ninety nine? Was that on there? She didn't add that no. until it can't. She didn't like. She didn't add that until the because that song didn't come out until like Taylor's last was, half. It was like on Taylor's last leg, like she was in Australia. Okay. Ugh. Yeah, so she performed that song in Australia. Yeah, I didn't know that though. I was like, whoa. Hmm. That is weird poor charlie poor charlie because i feel like if she would have been able to like sing what she wanted to sing i feel like a lot of people would have been more inclined to go and and it's just like i feel like she should too because like performing at a stadium show is such a good look it is so like camila should perform first and then charlie and then oh yeah if they if they were the openers today though the roles would have been switched oh yeah because more people, way more people are checking for Charlie than Camila. Girl, they are. That last album, La Familia, I think it's called, flopped. Hard. Like, bad. Like, really bad. Like, not even, like, salvageable, I feel like. Girl, no. Certified wood. <laughs> you know, sometimes people tweet, they're like, those white gays. That, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm not one of those. And then I talk about Camila Cabello, and, and I'm us. like, I am one but of those. But Camila Cabello's a... Her music's not good. No, it's she's untalented too. Very. Just like you can see, morphine. Honey, you're sounding like a dying goat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any other topics you want to talk about? Yeah. How long are we at? Thirty-one minutes. Okay, we're chilling. We're chilling. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, I don't Ooh, this lightning. Girl. You earlier. It looks like it's gonna storm. Um, a lot of lightning outside. I wanted to speak about. So um, I don't know if you know this, but Bretman Rock released a book, right? Um, I didn't know he released a book. I just saw him on Twitter recently getting dragged for his Ave. That's what I was gonna talk about. Oh, so he released a book, and let's see. 
So the book is kind of like a, it's it's like a self-help slash memoir slash like, I don't know. It's kind of like a bunch of things in one. It's like a lot of people have read it say that it's like very Bretman or whatever. Um, just a lot of people have been like talking about it. And so I was like thinking, I watched the interview that he did with Zach Singh. And I was like, I think I might like read this. I mean, I think it'd just be a fun little read. Like, I think he's funny. And I think there's some stories and stuff. And like, he talks about some like more personal topics, like his dad and like things like that. And like, just things that I hadn't really like. You know, I watched his MTV show and I really liked it. Really? Yeah. When I used to work at Walmart and I was working in that closet, I watched his MTV show while I was doing that. Is it good? <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I learned a lot more about him watching that show, too. I think I want to watch that. It's on YouTube. Work. But one thing that came out uh, as well with sort of like Bretman doing these interviews and like kind of promoting this book um, is he hold on sorry it is really cringy though when it it feels like that he is like kind of like trying to emulate like just like the way people think like black women are supposed to talk and it just comes off as just so unnatural it is yeah. a little cringy especially in that interview that he because he doesn't always sound like that so ooh, it was just it was very i cringed it's just really like especially when he does things like when he says bitch but he says it with like such like a exaggerated sort of accent and like way of saying it i i just think it's like it's very prominent that he is trying to do aave yeah which is really weird especially because i've seen a lot of people as well like i looked at their reviews for the book online and this one girl commented she was like it was on goodreads and she basically said like the use of his aave throughout the book is extremely prominent and it's like really like sort of like not a turn off or annoying but just sort of like uh like you didn't really have to do that why are you doing that in, in like a book form and a lot of people as well also said throughout the review of the book as they were like um which i wanted to ask you about because i didn't really know a lot of things about it um one thing that people kind of had an issue with as well is the fact that he lives in hawaii yeah i mean he's an island boy but people are like that's a problem why i don't know because i said that it's sacred lands and that hawaii and i i replied to this girl on goodreads because i was like really confused because i was like i generally want to know like why like why why is that a problem especially because i feel like that is his like he's not okay so i'm gonna defend bretman on this he's not a native hawaiian he's not but like he lives in hawaii because his family's from the philippines but obviously the philippines is it's not exactly the say the mo- the safest country for an LGBT person to live in. Yeah, and at heart he is an island boy, so I could understand him wanting to move to a place like Hawaii. But I have watched his videos, and he does take like he he does like he's not just someone who just like you know is mistreating like the land in Hawaii. Like he actually is like really serious about that stuff. Like he tells people like he i've seen him like on his stories like talking about like if you visit hawaii like do this like don't do this like just because like it is like hawaii's been mistreated for so long mainly because of like u.s tourism 
So, like, he has, like, shed a lot of light on that. So, I am going to kind of defend him on that because, like, yeah. that's, that's not totally, like, his fault, I think. I don't think so either. And, I mean, like, we have people, we know people who have lived in Hawaii. And they say that, like, it's fine to live on the island no matter who you are. But it's just very important that you understand that, like, you are on sacred land, like, at all times. And that you don't destroy it. Land. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but... Because there's not a land, lot of land in Hawaii. So, it's just, like when you mistreat it or you destroy it like that's like all the land that's there yeah. so don't destroy it yeah because people is like on the when the girl gave that interview or not interview when she gave that review and she was just like he lives on these sacred lands and i was like i didn't like i was like i didn't know that it was a problem to even live on like live in hawaii like you know i i thought it was just like if you go out and about and like your everyday life make sure you respect the land which i feel like from people who i've talked to who live in hawaii who have lived there too like people that we work with the two people we work with they're like yeah like just respect the land and you'll be fine like it's okay to live there just learn to respect everything about it it is just more recently too like people have been making a big deal about it is because hawaii is so overcrowded like there are way too many yeah. people living there right now and also all the tourism that they get too do you believe that um hawaii should have been a part of the 50 states mm, no i don't think so either no but i mean even though that it is now and it always will be i do think like in Hawaii, they should make laws to where, like, billionaires can't, like, basically buy entire islands. Like, billionaires like Jeff Bezos, Oprah, like, they shouldn't be able to buy all of this land yeah. on these islands in yeah. Hawaii. Like, I feel like there should be, like, I feel like you should be able to buy land, but, like, it should be to a certain, um, like, only limited to a certain amount. Like, you can't just buy a whole island if you, if, even if you have the money. Yeah. I think if you try to... I think whenever you, I don't know. I just think it's really nasty that, you, you know, like, I feel like to me, Hawaii is sort of like a taste of like other countries around the world. Like it's sort of like a reflection of other countries and sort of like the sacred parts of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I am mean, I making any sense? And I feel like it was like, I feel like it's like, if you give a little bit of that, sacred land to the u.s look at what they do with it so like it needs to stay over there we don't need to touch it don't need to fucking colonize another sacred country mm -hmm. land whatever you want to call it whatever the case may be just leave it there leave it untouched and let the people who live there born there grew up there or even in a surrounding area over there do you and know who anyone know what to do deal do you know, with it do you know anyone that's from guam yeah I had a teacher, my geometry teacher, she was from Guam. Really? What'd she say about it? Just that it, she didn't, I don't really remember what she said about it. I was just like, it's just like <laughs> a really random like U.S. territory in like the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And it's a really small island, but like, I think like 200,000 people or something live there. Woo. Um, But yeah. Is it, didn't you say New Jersey? was the most densely populated it is that's one of, that's one of the videos that i learned from like you know <laughs> staying up super late the new jersey is the most it's the most densely populated state in the u.s there's like that's more insane. it has the most people per per square mile there than any other state that's insane i mean it's new jersey girl what's there 
Yeah, but it was one of the first like states in the U.S. and it is really small too. So that's true. That's true. Well, we can be excited for. Um, oh yeah, Ruby Rose the Queen Sleaze. Okay, no. wait. I have one more thing before we get into music. Because I know when we get into music, girl, we're going on tangents. Oh, yeah. So one more thing before we get into music is recently I've been really wanting to get into my video game era. Really? Yeah. You can. I'm not. I really want to get into like, I want to play all the Assassin's Creeds. I want to play The Last of Us. I want to play Hogwarts Legacy. Like, I want to play all these games. I might play Hogwarts Legacy. I would serve. Can we talk about that for like two seconds? Yeah. The sort of controversy about that. What controversy? Have you not seen the controversy about Hogwarts Legacy? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. So a lot of streamers and a lot of people have tried to play the game um, or people who are refusing to play the game because they want to boycott uh, JK Rowling. If you don't know, JK Rowling is a TERF, which TERF stands for a trans-exclusionary radical fame feminist uh which basically means that turfs um are women who are feminists and stick up for women but don't believe that trans women are real women and don't believe that trans women should exist but so she's a turf she's a big big transphobe and one thing that i have a lot of people have been saying is that if you play hogwarts legacy which is a new video game that's out that basically you get to play as a hogwarts student um and go on like quests and battles kind of like think of like assassin's creed skyrim or red dead redemption meets wizardry but wizardry and like harry potter and like harry potter folklore things like that um the folklore the real definition not the album by taylor swift so um i'm dying to play the game (laughs) and a lot of people are saying that if you play the game or if you participate in playing the game that you are contributing to jk rowling and therefore by admission a transphobe and i think that is the wackest excuse (laughs) to try to stand up for something that you believe is radical ever she didn't develop the game not only that within the game there are trans um teachers and trans like missionary shop people yeah i heard about that and not only that but the last thing is Inside Hogwarts, they added a painting, which is a woman with red hair who looks a lot like J.K. Rowling, and she's being burned at the stake. (laughs) So, I don't, like... Does she not support the game? No, she hasn't said anything about the game. Mm. At least, I don't think. It it hasn't gone viral. I haven't looked at Twitter. I watched a video about it recently, and because of, like, the success of... uh, of the Hogwarts Legacy game and how much money they're making off of it, the Warner Bros, they're... uh, they're going to bring back Harry Potter. They plan on like, I I think they're going to come out with new movies. And um, I think the plan is like 2025 or 2026 when they want to put out another movie. But J.K. Rowling's going to have a lot less creative control over the new movies. Thank God. Because she's basically the reason why Fantastic Beasts flopped. Yeah, we watched a whole video about that. Because they gave her, like, way too much creative control. Like, she did have some say in the original Harry Potter movies, but, like, she had, like, way less say over those movies than uh, what they gave. They basically, like, let her write the entire script for Fantastic Beasts. Which is bad. Yeah. (laughs) Which you don't do. Yeah, that was not a good idea. But I think before, like, anyone tries to cancel me for saying that, 
I think it's whack to say that if you play Hogwarts Legacy, you're transphobe. Especially considering all the stuff that they have in there and support of trans people. Like, girl, please. And not only that, but I think when you... It's so, like, white liberal activism to sit here and say that, like, by not playing Hogwarts Legacy, you're a good person. Shut up. Um, I think if we boycott... If we boycotted companies um, that were in... That did horrible things. We in support of things like conversion therapy or in support of like anti-queer like politicians and gave money. We would have nothing. AT&T, Verizon. They all do this. Walmart. Chick-fil-A, Walmart. Um, they all do things like this. Every, Are you going to stop shopping and having a phone? Like I'm really confused. There's no corporations that are really ethical. So There is no form of... There's no form of political activism under the umbrella of capitalism. I was about and to what say. I mean by that is you cannot sit here and find a moral objection in something like a video game, but then turn around and go text on your phone from AT&T. Yeah. There is no way to stop this sort of like consumer consumerism means capitalism and then try to be a political you activist can't. within that environment. It's you, there's no way around it. Um, capitalism at its heart is evil but you still participate it participate in it and you have to every single day so especially when you live in america and like we live in like such a like america's version of capitalism is like so uniquely like vicious and horrible yeah yeah like you just can't escape it you can't so i think when you like sit back and try to say i mean it's the same thing when people say don't eat at chick-fil-a Chick-fil-A will still thrive. Chick-fil-A will. will always be like a huge fast food company. Just like when like how conservatives try to cancel Starbucks for having the red cups. Please. And Literally, Star- Starbucks please. is still a huge major corporation. And conservatives still drink Starbucks. Absolutely. But I mean, all I know is that I'm turning off my new Apple update, the clean energy saver, because I like feeding trees. And I like have my carbon footprint being bigger. Look up Marjorie Taylor's green most recent tweet about photosynthesis if you did not understand that joke. Um, but yeah, so to kind of, how, how much time are we at? We're at 47, 47 minutes. Okay, okay. So let's go ahead um, to talk about new music. This Friday, March 3rd, we're getting Nicki Minaj's new single. Ruby Rose, the Queen Sleeve. <laughs> That's what the song's called. Uh, are you excited? How do you feel? I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm ready. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, okay. I I'm don't know super what to- excited from the snippet that I heard. I think I'm really going to like it. Like, I don't know if you'll like it on the first listen, but I probably will. <laughs> because when I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, Nikki's back. And she's sampling a song. Uh, I forget what the song, what song she samples it from. But she, the person I think she sampled from, they were like, I don't know when they were big honestly i don't really know a lot about the artists that she sampled but i think she's gonna have that artist on queen radio the one that she sampled but they were like really big i think in the 2000s or something and she samples one of their songs uh for this song that's good i'm excited i'm excited too i mean i love how i was just like i'm indifferent now i'm like i'm excited no but i am excited um i'm I feel ready like- for a new op op anthem i feel like whenever nikki first drops a song you're like eh, like it's all right and then like a week later like you're coming up to me like singing the lyrics to the song <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like girl please it always took me a while to get around to seeing green 
It did take you a while because yeah. I remember when uh, when she re released "Beat Me Up, Scotty," and you were like, uh, "You sent me fractions," and you said that was your favorite song. I was like, "Yeah, that song's good," but "Seeing Green" is really good too. Like, it's one of my favorite Young Money collabs, I think. And you were like, mm, "It's all right," and now it's like one of your favorite Nicki songs. Yeah, big ass backyard, just, just a papa bear, bear could frolic. I think that's their best collaboration, like Young Money. Yeah, I don't really like Drake's verse, though. I don't either. It's kind of... I like Lil Wayne's verse, though. I'm really sick and tired of Drake, low-key. Can we talk about it? Yeah, he's I think tired. he's tired boring and played out. <sighs> you see that? Did you see that interview he did with Lil Yachty? And he goes, you know, I just passed 35. And Lil Yachty goes, yeah, you're getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is getting old, like, especially to be, like, talking or, like, rapping about the stuff that he raps about, like... Ugh, like grow the hell up drake please it's really annoying especially after he just shaded taylor and him being like a woman hater that's annoying. oh you know taylor did that on purpose too. i know taylor was probably pissed because you know she she's been had that really stayed out for a while and she was like really you're gonna drop you you had the whole year to drop your album yeah and you decided two weeks after i just put out my album that you're gonna put out yours and she, she was like, you can, them. she was like, you can have that number one spot for a week, but you're not taking the number one song. <laughs> and that's why she released all those remixes and promoted them that one week, which is crazy too. Cause she only released like in total, there's like five, like all the different versions of, uh, of antihero. There's like five of them, but like, it's like literally if you look at any other artists and like their lead singles, like Lady Gaga or like Ariana Grande or the weekend, even like they to all of their singles, they have like like three or four different remixes to like their like major songs and like remixes all they're supposed to do is just like it's they don't normally turn into like the most popular version of the song but they are just put out to like promote the song and like boost its performance on the chart for like a week or two yeah like it like those remixes people like act like they had like lasting impact or the only reason antihero was successful is because of the remixes the remixes only really helped antihero for like its first week and that's just because she promoted it and swifties bought it and people were mad because uh she like broke a sales record for it and she blocked Drake at number one. And then he shaded her. Cause like he occupied all the other spots in the top 10, except number one because of her. <laughs> That's, That's my girl. Move. That's my girl though. Oh yeah. Um, next week. That's just this Friday, but next week we have Miley's album. Oh, I'm excited for Miley's album. I'm ast- like ecstatic for my, I'm kind of, I think it'll do great, but I'm kind of worried too. Cause it, it does come out the, the week right after morgan because morgan wallen is dropping on the third and i don't know if y'all know like i don't listen to morgan wallen but like he is like huge especially in the u.s like his last album literally it it spent like it has spent like 110 weeks in the top 10 on billboard like it is like a huge album like he's not really that big anywhere outside the u.s or north america i think but like he is fucking huge in the u.s so like but I think Miley, with her hype now, I think she she definitely, like, enough people will be tuned in to, like, get her to number one, like, her first week. But, like, still, it might be close. I don't know. I think as well, um, a lot of smilers better come together and be like, let's do it. I know Barb's are going to be like, let's stream Morgan Wallen. But um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Purdue chicken. <laughs> but um, I really hope that she occupies number one spot for at least a couple weeks or at least top 10 
Oh, you know the barbs are going to be mad too if the Miley demo Miley demo helps keep flowers at number one and blocks Ruby Rose to clean sleeves. <laughs> or, or Morgan Wallen might end up number one that week though on the Hot 100 too. It just depends. It really does just depend. Oof. I don't know. But I'm rooting for Miley or Nikki, one of the women to take the spot. I need because I'm sick of Morgan Wallen. Why is he so big? He's just a huge country artist. I mean, like, occasionally, like, every couple of years, like, a random country artist will blow up and, like, they'll be huge, especially in the U.S. Like, I mean, he kind of just, his numbers, it kind of reminds me of, like, Garth Brooks, because Garth Brooks was, like, the artist of the decade in, like, the 90s. Yeah. No, Mariah Carey was. I think he was, like, the male artist of the decade in the 90s, but, um his album sales are like huge and like people love his music i mean i've heard garth brooks songs because like my parents and stuff like i'm not huge on him yeah because like that music just isn't like really my thing but like every occasionally there'll be like a huge like country artist that pops up like every like decade or so and some of them stick like taylor swift and some of them like yeah yeah i mean taylor swift taylor swift i mean she she was she's kind of different though because like she was huge in the u.s as a country artist but like she's like one of the only like country artists that was actually able to go like global and be like a global superstar yeah global superstar Superstar taylor Taylor Swift. swift all right well what is your song of the week um my song of the week would be um my most played song of the week is um probably younger now by miley really i feel so, so much younger now that is a good 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 yeah, song is. and a really good album i do like that song a lot my song of the week is probably fetish by selena gomez oh i listened to that today and yesterday take it or leave it baby take it or leave it that's an amazing little droplet single from that era we should watch uh some of her music videos after we get off we should <laughs> yeah let's start with fetish okay we'll see y'all next we'll week. see y'all next week bye, bye.